0: If you have your Bibles today, would you turn to John chapter 16, or if you have your phone or tablet, however you access the Word of God, always encourage you to bring your Bible, follow along. If you're new to grace, we're going to have these scriptures up on the screen for you. I'm going to start a, a series today called God in You. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit for three weeks. This week, today, we're going to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. Next week, we're going to talk about the presence of of the spirit and then the final week we're going to talk about the power of the spirit. And I want you to know how important these messages are because I know there are many places that you could go on a Sunday morning where you'll never mention you'll never hear the Holy Spirit mentioned and and uh, it'll kind of be something that that nobody ever talks about, nobody ever prays for people. But in this church, we're a spirit-filled church. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And we believe that the Holy Spirit is very real, very relevant, very important today. In fact, I'm going to show you today how vital the Holy Spirit is. I grew up in a church where, man, we just believed that if it was in the Bible, it ought to be in church. Amen. And so I've seen this my whole life. I've seen people be prayed for on a regular basis. I've seen the gifts of the Spirit in operation. And I want to talk to you today over the next couple of weeks about why that is so important, why it's vital, and why we ought to be teaching it and preaching it. In John chapter 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And in verse number 12, he says this. I've got a lot of things to tell you about. But let's start in verse number 13. It says, however, watch this. Now watch the the words that, that are highlighted here. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and will declare it to you. Do you think that when Jesus is talking to his disciples, do you think that he's trying to emphasize something? Come on now. He says this over and over again, this pronoun, he. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is a person he's a person he's not flesh and blood obviously like you and i he doesn't have those limitations but he does have a personality there is a personhood to him in that he speaks hallelujah and he still speaks today amen the holy spirit is not the wind he is not fire he's not a dove with fire coming out of his tail Come on now, he is not oil, he's not water, those are all symbols of the Holy Spirit. And he certainly is not the force, right? He's not just some movement. He is a person. And the reason why you need to know that, and the reason why it's so important, is because he speaks, and he wants to speak to you. Right? Let's read this again one more time, and let me show you how, how it really looks with, with some different emphasis. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide what? You. You into all truth, for he will not speak on his authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore that I said that he will take what of mine and he will declare it to you. When Jesus is laying out this doctrine to his disciples, he is saying this, this relationship with the Holy Spirit is all about him and you. It's all about you and him. Him and you, you and him, him and you. And so what Jesus is saying, I'm going away. And so from here on out, it's going to be about you and him. You and him. Him and you. This relationship. He's going to take what is mine. The Father gave me some things. And he's going to take what is mine and he is going to reveal them to you. That's why it's so important for you to establish this ongoing verbal dialogue with the Holy Spirit, this relationship with the Holy Spirit, where you listen to the Holy Spirit speaking. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, he knows some things. He knows some things. He knows everything in the Word of God because he is the author of that book. Listen, there are 66 books, but there's one author, and that author is the Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it actually says this, All Scripture is God-breathed. In other words, it's the breath of God. And that word, that phrase, God-breathed, in in the Greek is the word Theo, and the word pneuma. In other words, it is God-breath, the breath of God, given by the inspiration of God. The breath of God is the Spirit of God. And so we know that the Holy Spirit is the author of every word that is on those pages. Right? In Acts chapter 1, Peter's speaking, and he's talking to the disciples, and he's saying, hey, we got to replace Judas. And here's what he says in Acts chapter 1. He starts talking about Peter speaking, and it says that the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David concerning Judas. The Holy Spirit spoke. In other words, it was David's mouth, but it was the Holy Spirit's words. David opened his mouth. And the Holy Spirit gave him the words to say and the words to write. So David wasn't just on some hillside somewhere, just watching little lambies, just jump from and said, the Lord is my, what should I put here? Let me just guess shepherd. Huh? No, it was actually by divine inspiration, the Holy Spirit impressed upon him every word to say. Every word to say. You know, Jesus actually said this in John 6. He said this. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and their life. In other words, these are spirit words. They're not just any words. They're spirit words. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, it says this. That holy men of God, they were moved by the Holy Spirit. When they spoke, when they prophesied... It wasn't their own ideas, their own ambitions, their own wants, their own desires. When they opened their mouth, the Holy Spirit was speaking. And let me tell you, He still speaks today. I said, He still speaks today. And you still need to hear His voice. Amen? And the reason why it's so important for you to develop this dialogue and this ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit is there are some things you don't know. You just don't know. And so you need to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. You need to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you. These are his words. And let me tell you, when you open up the word of God, you say, well, they're just just words on a page. But what happens is when you develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's like you'll read something, but you'll see it differently. Or you'll read something that you've read. How many of you have read something you've read it a hundred times, but when you've read it that next time, All of a sudden, there's a word that jumps out. I want want to give you this example because this is what was taught to me years ago when I was in Bible school. As, As you read the word of God and you say, okay, Holy Spirit, show me what the book is saying. Show me that these words, what they mean to me today. How do I apply them to our life? It's like, okay, I can see all these words, but when I put this flashlight on it, it's like the words get highlighted in that particular area. And all of a sudden, I see all these words on a page, but the Holy Spirit will impress upon me a phrase or a sentence or a word, and the Holy Spirit will say, this is for you today, amen? That's why it's so important for when you open up this book for you to say, okay, Holy Spirit, show me what this means. Talk to me. I need to hear your voice. Jesus said everything that God gave me, he is going to reveal to you revealed to you. I want to give you three things the Holy Spirit does. First of all, He gives clear direction. He gives clear direction. He tells you exactly where to go, when to go. He says to make this choice, but don't make this choice. Huh? He's not so mysterious. No, He wants to speak in a very clear way to you. He really does. He wants to give you clear direction, clear direction. I kind of look at it like this. The Holy Spirit is less like a travel agent and he's more like a tour guide. Hmm? He's more like a tour guide. Travel agents they'll book your trip. Huh? They'll book it and they'll say, "Okay, this is what you're going to do. Here's your itinerary." But they're not going. They're not going, right? We had a travel agent once, my wife and I. We were going to Africa. This is pre-internet days, right? So we went and saw a travel agent. We sat down with this travel agent. And she booked us this trip and she's kind of sitting there and she's going over the different ways we had to go to Bujumbura Burundi and so she booked us a flight home and she said you know what This this is a lot of stops but you're young you can handle it remember she's not going so this was our trip home we went from Bujumbura to Nairobi, Kenya, to Entebbe, Uganda, to Brussels, Belgium, to London, England, to New York, to Miami. One trip, no stops. In other words, we didn't, we didn't have any long layovers, right? It was flight after flight after flight. We're in Uganda and we're not even getting off the plane. We're the only two people that didn't get off the plane. They're cleaning the plane. They say, "Can you lift your legs and they're vacuuming underneath my legs?" Huh? We got to, to Belgium, and from Belgium to London is not a long trip, and so there was a storm, and it was such a short trip that the plane didn't get up in the air very high. So we flew in this storm the whole trip, and we thought, for sure, we're going down. But this is it. We're done for We're We're finished. And so we land in London. Now, we still have to go to New York and then home to Miami, and we're, we're dead, we're dead. And there's a sign at the counter when we get to the ticket counter in London that said, upgrade to first class, 220 pounds. At the time, it was like $400. I handed her my credit card. I said, I'll take two upgrades, please. And so when I hand her my credit card, my wife at the counter who was through. You understand? She was finished. She starts crying. She just starts wiping her face, tears streaming down her face. Now, you know how I feel about crying in public. And so, and so I'm like, woman, what are you doing? And so I'm trying to whisper to her, act like you've been here. Act like we do this all the time. This ain't our first time in first class, which it was, so I'm trying to pretend like we're not a bunch of hillbillies going in first class for the very first time, right? And so we go, we book these tickets, we got an eight-hour flight to New York, and we get to go in the first-class lounge. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever been in the first-class lounge, but imagine heaven just a little bit underneath heaven, right? We go into this first-class lounge, and we had a two-hour layover. I don't see Cynthia for two hours. Two hours, she's gone. I'm like drinking Coke, coffee, chips. I'm relaxing. Two hours later, I find her. Honey, where you been? She's like, you should see the bathroom. (laughs) The ladies' room. I've been in there for two hours. It's immaculate, it's unbelievable. And then we get on the plane, and she slept the whole way home. I'm like, woman, we got salt and pepper shakers. They're handing us a menu. We got movies. Right? This is long before everybody got movies. So this is this is traveling. This is how you do it. I said, we're never going back. We're never going back. We've been back. Alright. So, so this was what the travel agent booked for us. Now, what a tour guide does is different. A tour guide takes you with them and they show you things you'd never know any other way right they tell you things that you need to know they give you direction why because they have been there before amen i was talking to pastor tom charlene urso i was talking to pastor tom on friday morning they just got back from spending two weeks in italy celebrating 35 years of marriage hallelujah he just got back from italy i said pastor Tom, how is italy They said, oh, it was fantastic. We had a tour guide the whole time. Her name was Flavia. Flavia, and Flavia would say, we need to get there early because of the barbarians get in line and we got to beat the barbarians from getting in line early. And I said, how does she know the barbarians get in line? Because she's been there before. That's how. Listen, here's what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you today. I've been there before. You've got cancer? I've been there before. You've got sickness? I've been there before. You've got marriage problems? Guess what? I've been there before. He's already dealt with that. He's already been there. He's already seen that. And let me tell you, there's nothing you will walk through today that the Holy Spirit has not already been through. Amen? He's already been there. Let Him guide you. Let Him give you some direction. And here's the second thing he does. He reveals hidden things. Hidden things, right? As if you're going on a, on a tour and you get that, that headset, right? You put on that headset and they'll tell you, go to room one, now press 53. And they begin to talk to you uh, about things that, that are in that room that you can see but you'd never know some of those little things, some of those nuances, some of, some of the details of that painting and, and that statue. Listen, it's, it's there but it's hidden, right? The information is hidden from you and there are things that some of you are walking through right now that you need some information on but it is hidden and it will stay hidden because the only person that knows it is the Holy Spirit, And unless you access his voice, you'll never find out. But the moment you say, Holy Spirit, would you please reveal to me what's going on with my kids and what's going on with my finances? What's happening with me on the job? What's my future look like? What's going on? Listen, he'll begin to reveal some things to you that you can't find out any other way. Huh? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says that the secret things belong to God. And the only person who knows them is the Holy Spirit. And here's what he does. He takes those secret things and he begins to reveal them to you because you need to know secret, hidden things. You need to know it. You need to know what's going on with your kids. Huh? I have a friend who was a pastor. He said when he was a kid, he was hiding some paraphernalia from his parents. And he put it at a place in the house that they would never find it. Never find it. He put it up in the attic in an old trunk underneath some stuff. There was no way, there was no way they were ever going to find it. And he came home one day, and there it was, just laid out. He looked at his dad, said, what meaneth thou this? <laughs> he said, Dad, how, do, how did you find that? And he said, you know, son, I was walking by the attic, and the Holy Spirit said, go up in the attic. And when I stand in the attic the Holy Spirit said you go check that trunk hmm come on now all the teenagers just went what I got to get home quickly before the Holy Spirit speaks to mom and dad now how many of you know that works when it comes not just to your kids it works when it comes to your job. How many you know there's some hidden things going on? There's some conversations that you're unaware of, but guess who is aware of them? The Holy Spirit. Huh? He's already seen what your life looks like 10 years from now, 5 years from now. He knows everything from beginning to end. Why? Because he got it from Jesus who got it from God. Amen? So we need to, we need to have this dialogue with the Holy Spirit. You need to reveal some things to me. I need to know. I need to know some hidden things. I need to know these things. And here's the third thing he does. He imparts wisdom, right, in every situation. In every situation. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, there's something about wisdom. You know, you can have information, but it doesn't mean that you'll have wisdom. Right? In Acts chapter 6... They were choosing some deacons because they had an issue that needed to be taken care of. So they said this, let's pick some men that are full of this. Watch what it says. Full of wisdom and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And they picked a guy by the name of Stephen. He was one of them. And the Bible says that Stephen was full of wisdom and the Holy Spirit. In fact, he was so full of wisdom, and that when people tried to debate him or tried to tell him, hey, listen, what you're believing is a lie, what you're believing is not true, he would begin to debate them. And the Bible says nobody could debate him because he was full of such what? Wisdom and the Holy Spirit. What I find is that you cannot separate wisdom from the Holy Spirit. If you got the Holy Spirit, guess what you got? I said, if you got the Holy Spirit, guess what you got? Wisdom. Amen. Wisdom. And let me tell you, we need wisdom. How many of you ever done anything dumb? I'm talking about dumb. I, I listened to a lot of Dave Ramsey. He says, I've done stupid with zeros on the end of it. I thought that's a good way to put it. I, I one time I locked my keys in the car. With the car running and the car in drive. That's a true story. Some of y'all can't figure out how I did it. Listen, I made a way where there was no way. You understand? That's dumb. That's dumb. I had to call a locksmith to come out and say, I've locked my keys in the car. The car is running and the car is in drive. Huh? Dumb. Dumb. But let me tell you, when it comes to who I am, I understand I've done some dumb things. But I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm an employer, I have employees. Let me tell you right now, I know I'm not capable in my own abilities, my own wisdom, to handle what is thrown my way. I cannot, listen to me church, I cannot be the husband I need to be without wisdom. Amen. Amen. I cannot be the father I need to be without wisdom. I can't be the employer, the boss. I cannot without wisdom. I need wisdom, right? And let me tell you, dads, you need wisdom. Fathers, dads, husbands, you need wisdom. Moms, wives, you need wisdom today. Employers, employees, you don't just need information. Listen to me, church. You need wisdom. Amen? Wisdom. You need to be full of wisdom. And to do that, you have to be full of the Holy Spirit. You have to be full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come back today. I want to pray for you, but we're going to spend a few more minutes worshiping today. Is that all right? And then next week, listen, we're going to talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then the last week, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for people concerning gifts of the Spirit. But it starts by acknowledging him as a person. That's how it starts. Amen. He's a person. Jesus said he over and over. He. He and you. God in you. God in you.